If you have an idea or motivation that's coming into your brain or into your body, it's because it's something that you need. Recognizing that is the first step to making it happen. You're listening to the Not Yet Podcast, a bi-weekly show exploring the relationship between creativity and spirituality. I'm your host, Paige Polk, an Emmy Award-winning experience director, helping you honor the dreams you have for yourself and your community. You're in the right place if you have the courage to believe in a world you haven't yet seen. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's start the show. I want to welcome you to the Not Yet Podcast, where we explore the relationship between creativity and spirituality. Today's episode is very special for a few reasons. First off, it is the 50th episode of the season. That's right, 5-0. I can't believe that we've had 50 of these. This is also a live podcast recording. So it's not just me. It's not me and a solo guest. Um, I'm glad to have you here as a not yet community here too. I see from the folks who've been writing in the chat, there are people who have come to appreciate this community healing project through this podcast, my biweekly newsletter, the not yet events that we've had in person, and also the mindfulness coaching program. So thanks for looping back around. And uh, speaking of, today enrollment actually does open for the Not Yet Mindfulness Coaching Program. If you're not familiar, Mindfulness Coaching is a one-on-one, eight-week purpose exploration sprint with me. It's one of my favorite parts of this project, and I built it for creators who are on their own spiritual journey. Uh, You can apply through uh, Wednesday of March 15th for the Spring 2023 cohort. But let's dive into this exciting workshop. Welcome to this How to Reimagine workshop, where we'll dive into the power, the purpose, and the process of reimagining in our lives. Here's what you'll need to get started. A comfortable space where you won't be disturbed. I'm here in my office. Uh, It's also my happy place. You can see if the walls are blue because it's calming. Um, This is one of my favorite places in the world. So find whatever that place is for you in the space that you are. Uh, Second, grab water, some sort of hydration. And lastly is tools to write your thoughts down as they come. So that could be a journal, it could be an iPad, it could be a pen, it could be paper, it can be crayons. Uh, Whatever means of expression that's going to be helpful for you as we go through this workshop, I want you to find that for you. Before we get started, let's get a little bit more comfortable in our bodies. So I want you to grab your hydration, wherever that may be. I have a glass of water here. I'm going to start with that. (laughs) And we're all going to do some box breathing together. So wherever you are, if you're sitting on the floor or in a chair, you're lying down in your bed, feel wherever your body is touching a surface. So if it's your feet on the ground, feel that, wiggle your toes. And I want you to close your eyes if you feel comfortable. And box breathing is just four counts. Um, Four counts of inhale, four counts of hold, four counts of exhale, four counts of hold. I'm going to do that two times together. So when you're ready, inhale for four, three, two, one, and hold. Three, two, one. Exhale, three, two, and hold, three, two, one. Again, three, 
two, one, hold, three, two, one, exhale, the eyes open. three, two, one, and hold, three, two, all right, and wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes, maybe even stretch your neck out a little bit. Get back into your body, get back to the space. I do have a working definition that I use for the word reimagining. But before I share that, I want you to tell me what reimagining means to you. You can write this in the chat. And I also want to invite someone to raise their hand if you'd like to speak to the group. So again, the question is, what does reimagining mean to you? Starting again, simple to the point. Thank you, Sarah. Um, and I also want to add on to that, that. Starting again can be from a new perspective. It can mean literally doing the thing that you've already done over again <laughs> and feeling it differently in your body. Uh, Ms. Marshall says it means seeing the same things in a different way. Yes. Thank you so much. And I will share with you what reimagining means to me. Reimagining to me is to form a mental image or a concept based off of new information or perspective. So today we are going to reimagine together. The first step is getting clear on what you are reimagining. Me personally, I am building and reimagining my relationship with you. Oh, Andy, thank you so much for sharing. Getting curious and redefining what you want for yourself and your life to look like. Being intentional and mindful in your life. Me personally, I'm reimagining my relationship with you uh, because I started the Not Yet Community Healing Project in 2018, building in-person and online experiences that help folks connect their creativity and their spirituality, which I love. I do believe it to be my life's work. However, in these COVID years, I have been physically distant for a lot of reasons, but mostly because I needed to recalibrate, like I think a lot of us did. And as we're emerging into this new time, I also want to experience a nourishing, trusting, and open-hearted relationship with this community. So I'm going to ask you the question, what are you here to reimagine? And I want you to remember why you're here because we're gonna loop back to your intention later on in the workshop. You can write what you're here to imagine, reimagine in the chat. Um, and if you're finding it difficult to touch on what you want for your life, because you don't necessarily see it yet, you can't really touch it, or taste it. It's kind of hard to maneuver around. Lean into what you wanna let go of. Uh, to reference one of my favorite spiritual teachers, Abraham Hicks, knowing what you don't want helps you recognize what you do want in your life. So again, what are you here to reimagine? I want you to feel that and get grounded into it because we are going to reference it later on in the workshop. Okay, let's move on to the power of reimagining. I would love for you to tell me about a time that you have reimagined your approach to the way that you live in your life. I have a few examples here to uh, guide us. For example, you're feeling burnt out and you realize that you need to prioritize your needs first. 
or you want more ease in your connections. So you decide to celebrate alignment in the relationships that you already have. And lastly, maybe you're feeling aimless at work and you want to build an inspired career, something that you feel you can really contribute to the world around you through. Uh, tell me about a time where you reimagine your approach to the way that you live. While I wait for you all to type, I'm going to think a little bit about times where I've reimagined my life. Uh, I consider myself a, a serial reimaginer. <laughs> uh, I reimagined my life from the time that I was 17 uh, and I left home to uh, being here in Durham, North Carolina. I'm actually originally from Texas. So coming here was where I had no family, where I didn't have friends. I actually moved here with my fiance and no job. And uh, I really had to lean into reimagining to even imagine what I wanted from a new space that had different energy, it had different people, it had different connections, uh, it had a different culture. Uh, thank you, Andy, um, leading with love over fear and unapologetically setting boundaries. Yes, Mrs. Marshall, I reimagine how to take care of my emotional health. Absolutely, big one. And Sarah, I'm here to reimagine myself. I'm realizing this is more familiar to me than I thought. I've changed so much over my life. Something has always been shifting. Yes, yes. Something is always shifting. The only constant is change. What we have the power to assess or maneuver is what direction we're going to go when the change comes, how we interact with the shift. And Elizabeth shared plus one to setting boundaries. Yes, I feel like that's a big one, uh, setting boundaries, um, because also boundaries can change too. If the goal of a boundary is for us to maintain or to fulfill relationships rather than to isolate ourselves, that means as we grow and develop, that means the people we're in relationship will also grow and develop. So setting boundaries can also be reassessing boundaries, reimagining uh, what your connection can look like. Thanks so much for sharing. Um, so we already talked about a few examples about times that you reimagined your approach to the way that you live, but um, reimagining also sets off a ripple effect of change that begins with a single intention. So remember those examples I just touched on? Prioritizing your needs is the first step, but maybe the next step is you decide, I'm not using my phone anymore in the morning. I'm not gonna go straight to my social media. I'm just gonna figure out what else I'm gonna do in that morning time that feels more aligned with how I wanna start my day. And you realize, actually, I have been wanting to journal. And this is a perfect time. My mind is clear. I can remember what my dreams are. And I get to start my day off with something that is 100% for me, by me. And then after journaling for a bit, you realize, oh, wow, I've been trying to write this book for the longest time. And I haven't known how to make it a cohesive idea. But your daily journaling has helped you come up with a theme. And you're ready to write that first chapter. And remember that example about celebrating alignment in your friendships? The first step is just realizing who reaches out naturally. Who's already texting you to say, hey, happy birthday. How's your day going? Just checking on you. And then from there, you can ask about their lives. 
You can be intentional about how you are showing up in those relationships, deep reciprocity. Um, and from there, you can build on a connection, a connected friendship that is based off of what you both need in a relationship. Uh, and lastly, uh, that building an inspired career. Maybe the first step is just noting the jobs that excite you. Maybe the job that you have right now is paying the bills and you're super grateful for that. You like that consistent paycheck, but there is something that you want to contribute that's a little bit different and you don't quite know what it is or how to get there. You don't have to know what it is yet. You don't have to know how to get there. All you have to do is pay attention to what's exciting you. Maybe uh, you are on social media and one of your friends posts that they just got into a new field. Maybe they're in film and television. And you never considered yourself working in film and television, but by seeing your friend doing that, you got a little bit excited. Maybe that's just a step to say, hey, maybe I would like to learn more about this. And you could reach out to a new LinkedIn connection in that field, asking them, hey, what is it like to work here? What is it like to do this every day? What do your days look like? Uh, and then from that place of genuine connection, just curiosity with that person, you could be on their radar when an aligned position opens up. You don't have to know all the way to the end of the line because first off, there is no end of the line. Life will continue to grow. It'll continue to change. But what you do have to do is be open and paying attention to what excites you, what motivates you, and uh, what's inspiring you. I want us to take a moment to pause and remember, why are we reimagining in the first place? What was your intention at the top of this workshop? I know some people mentioned boundaries. Uh, I know some people mentioned reimagining themselves. Uh, I know some people mentioned leading with love over fear. You are ready for a new experience in your life, in your work, in your relationships, and you do know what you want. Uh, self-trust is a muscle and it's getting stronger. The more that you use it, the more that you practice it, and the more that you acknowledge it. So let's talk about purpose. Yeah. We've talked about the power of reimagining the impact that it can make in your life over an extended period of time and how there's a bit of a ripple effect that happens when we recognize how those shifts are coming into our lives and how we can interact with them. I would love for you to tell me about a time when things did not go how you expected and you needed to course correct in your life. This is when reimagining is necessary. I have a couple examples for you all. So imagine that you end your partnership because you realize that you really do want kids. That's very important for you in your relationship and your partner, they just don't. And however much you love them, that your futures just aren't the most aligned. So you need to make some decisions and move a little differently. Or maybe something a little bit less stark. You ran out of your favorite pretzels in the pantry and you want a snack and you don't want to do because they're your default. It's what you go for. It's nourishing. It's kind of healthy. It's a little salty, gets the craving done. Um, but it's also easy and you ran out. And lastly, the gym closed during the pandemic and you want to keep moving your body, um, but that is where you go, is where your community was. It was right around the street from your apartment. Uh, it was part of your routine and now you don't have 
the materials that you need. You don't have the equipment that you need. So yeah, I want to tell, I want you to tell me about a time when things did not go how you expected and you needed to course correct in your life. Indy, my two best friends getting into a relationship after I introduced them to one another. Wow, what a big relational shift. I can only imagine you were probably interacting with them very particularly and then they form sort of a new unit and that definitely sounds like it impacted your dynamic overall. That is a big shift. This is Marshall. I got a new job. I found out I wasn't a good fit and I had to begin looking for a new one when I thought I would be there for a while. Yes. I like talking to people um, just about how impactful our careers can be in the places that we work. Um, it can be challenging to um, find that balance of recognizing that we live in a capitalist society and everyone is worthy and deserves to have a home and deserves to have rewarding work. Um, while also being true to the fact that jobs are also a space of community. They can be. They don't have to be your family. That's not a real thing. But there is community there. There is consistent exchange of ideas, of energy, of time. There's commitment there. And it can be a really big shift when we recognize that the place that we're working is not the right place for us. Um, so thank you so much for sharing a couple of times that you had to course correct. Reimagining sparks innovation. That is the purpose. It shows us where the support lies for the dreams that we have, and it makes the dreams that we have incredibly clear. Going back to that quote from Abraham Hicks, if you know what you don't want, you know what you do want. So those examples of you end your partnership because you want kids and your partner didn't, you discover that your friends and family actually want to help you raise the child that you're carrying or you ran out of your favorite pretzels and you're hungry, but you remember that you have a mango in the fridge, which is arguably, I mean, I'm not gonna get political on here, but I do think that mangoes are better than pretzels as a snack. So you wouldn't even recognize or remember that you had that mango if your default was out of, wasn't out of the way. Uh, and lastly, the gym closed during the pandemic. And you are a little out of sync, but you find a virtual exercise program um, and you enjoy the movement in your own home. And you're able to sort of find your own system, find your own rhythm, and even experiment with different kinds of movement that you wouldn't have felt as comfortable being vulnerable in a group space like a gym. One last time, I want you to bring your intention back to what you're here to reimagine your boundaries, your relationship with yourself, uh, what your connections look like, um, how you feel in your body, the kind of patience that you want to bring in your life and the way you experience it. Let's turn your intention into action with one of my favorite journaling prompts from the Mindfulness Coaching Program. It's called, Wouldn't It Be Nice If? Uh, I want you to grab your pen and your journal and write at the top of that page, wouldn't it be nice if? Then let your pen just flow. You know a lot more than you think that you do about what you desire for your life and also how to get there. So give yourself the time and the space to dream about it. No limitations, 
just here and with a community of people who are also reimagining in their lives. I want this opener to be a support for you. And just to frame the sentence that I would start with, I mentioned earlier that I want to reimagine my relationship with you all, with the Naya community, building a nourishing and trusting and open-hearted relationship. So I would phrase my first sentence at the top of my journal as, wouldn't it be nice if I could experience a nourishing, trusting, and open-hearted relationship with the Naya community? And then let that go. In this section of the workshop, I gave the attendees 10 minutes with some amazing tunes to write out their response to the wouldn't it be nice if prompt. I want you to also tap into this journaling prompt. You can pause this podcast recording for for however long makes the most sense for you. Again, I gave the attendees 10 minutes, but feel free to write until you feel complete. I actually did this exercise at the same time as you all. So I am curious to hear how that experience went for you. I felt like I was in the vibe too. Um, If you could tell me in chat, what was something that you wrote about, wouldn't it be nice if the thing that you're reimagining that was surprising to you? I know that something that was exciting for me was seeing just how much me feeling supported and connected to this community is related to how I show up uh, for myself. It was about consistency for me. It was about um, me defining what trust and connection even looks like, what it even feels like in my body. Like I know that For example, being here in this live podcast recording, wouldn't it be nice if I could host this gathering and also like not feel nervous, (laughs) you know, because even though I do love doing this work, it's still, um, I'm very introverted. (laughs) I'm very introverted. So coming up and speaking to people about my process with this and how I've come to materialize a lot of this work has been very personal. Um, it's been about me reimagining my relationship with my family. You know, there was a time where I wasn't even speaking to my family and I had to reimagine what it looked like to build bonds that were based off of mutual respect and love and consistency. Mrs. Marshall wrote that it would be nice if my interpersonal skills were better. And you think I'm a great host. (laughs) Thank you. That's so kind. I appreciate that. You said that you wrote that you it would be nice if your interpersonal skills were better. Um, when it comes down to if you want to repick at this journaling exercise down the line, uh, I think there's a really strong opportunity uh, for you to define what better means. What does it mean to have better interpersonal skills? I think that a lot of our society is very um, extrovert driven and kind of uplift this idea that you're supposed to be loud or that you're supposed to be really active or you're supposed to be super social for you to have interpersonal skills. And that might not necessarily be true for you. Um, What does a better interpersonal skills mean for you? Does that mean that you can walk into a space and you're ready to introduce yourself and you're ready to say why you're there? Maybe that's just as simple as recognizing Oh, all of those things. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's just as simple as uh, 
before you walk into a space, um, walking in with intention. So if you're going to a, I don't know a, why a high school reunion just came to my head. Let's say you're walking into a high school reunion before you even step foot into that gym with all those memories. Why do you want to show up? Is it so that you can reconnect with people who you were friends with in high school? Is it so you can stunt and let people know that like you're still fly? Is it because you want to eat some incredible food and dance? Maybe it could be walking in with your intention, not necessarily the intention that the world tells you you're supposed to be doing, uh, but why are you here? And how can you build on that? Yeah, for sure. And intentions are something that are always evolving. Uh, it's just a nice note to keep in mind. Um, yes, it looks like Andy wants to share. Yes, Andy would love to hear from you. Hi, I've also noticed that consistency is like a very big thing with me as far as actualizing um, what I want to bring into my life and like the way that I want to move through the world. And a couple other things uh, that I wrote. Um, that what if I felt more secure in my solitude rather than lonely and being like very intentional about how I spend that time and what if every part of me believed that I will be okay no matter what happens and those were some of the big ones but I literally wrote like a page and a half I love that you are so free with writing the what you would like the same advice that I suggested for Mrs. Marshall, I would also recommend for you, if you want to touch back on this, diving back into what, what does that actually feel like in your body? You know, like, what does it feel like for you to believe that everything is working out for you? Does that mean that your breath is deeper? Uh, does that mean that you don't feel anxious? Um, and I do want to touch on anxiety a little bit. I won't go too deep into it because it's kind of a lot, but um, anxiety, the feeling is not necessarily a bad thing. It is your body telling you information that something is not right, or maybe this is not what you expected. The expectations aren't matching up with the reality. And in small doses, like anything, it can be a support for you. Um, it's just when it starts taking over your whole life and you can't recognize what's black and what's white, where the borders are, that's when it becomes a real challenge. But I really want you to ask yourself, what does it feel like for you to experience these things that you're talking about? What does it look like for the people that are closest to you, the people that you speak to every day? How do you think that would impact how you show up with them? How would that show up for you with the food that you're eating, the time that you wake up, uh, the time that you go to sleep, the what it looks like? And what it feels like is the next step after you have an idea of wouldn't it be nice if? So thank you so much for sharing. Is there um, any more questions you want to ask before I, I move on to the next person? I think I'm okay right now. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Indy. I know that Claire also mentioned um, that they want to walk in with intention. Um, walking in with intention is sounds all hippy dippy and free and fluid. Like I know it sounds really nice, but it is a challenge. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It can be a challenge, especially when we have um, sort of social contracts um, that we've built over time about how people say or teach us to show up. Uh, and these social contracts are helpful. You know, they exist as a guy. Like, so, you know, 
that when I walk into the grocery store, I started at the produce aisle and then I walk around, go through the bakery. I pass the meat section. I pass the dry foods. I make a big U-turn. Maybe I end at the pharmacy and then I check out. It's nice to have those guides, but if you're going to the grocery store and the only thing you need to buy are flowers for yourself because you wanted a flowers that day, you don't have to start at the produce aisle. You can go straight to the flowers, straight to the checkout, and then check out. And that's a really cut and dry example of something very logistic with your day, but that intention setting also applies with very like profound things like trusting that the people in your life love you. <laughs> like trusting that the person that you're in a relationship with who has consistently shown you that they are reliable um, and that they care for you, that those actions are rooted in reality. You don't have to do the loop around. You can walk in with what you actually need to feel safe and bring that up in conversation. You don't have to lean into your stress or your fear, or your, you can lean into your discomfort to guide you, but you don't have to fall into sort of the outer periphery. You can just address what your intention is. Mrs. Marshall also shared staying focused on what's happening can be hard when the anxiety comes. Yes, it can be hard. (laughs) Um, I guess I can, do y'all want me to talk a little bit about anxiety? Because it feels like it's coming back up. Uh, I will speak on that a little bit. So um, I'm not a mental health professional. I want to share that from the top. But I am someone who has struggled with depression, anxiety since I was a teenager. I'm 29 now. um, And I've built up systems and practices and support systems to sort of help me navigate through when I'm feeling anxiety and when that anxiety is being supportive to me and when it is a detriment. And I... I think the key with recognizing when anxiety is supportive or not um, is if is how you're speaking to yourself. If you're speaking to yourself and you're telling yourself all of these horrible things about yourself, whether you're not good enough or you're not trying hard enough or you're lazy or you don't belong or you don't fit, all of these things which are just inherently not true. Uh, because you do belong by nature of existing on this planet of being a living life form with that breathes air um, and experiences life around you, you are deserving of love. So if you're telling yourself lies about yourself um, that make you feel smaller or that hurt you or harm you, that is when the anxiety is harming. When you feel a little discomfort because you might be trying something new. So maybe you're stepping onto a stage uh, to speak in front of a lot of people, or you're cooking a meal for your family for the first time as an adult, and they're about to measure up your cooking chops uh, against the aunties. That might feel a little, little different. You might feel the butterflies. You might feel the hesitation. You might even feel a little bit of fear. But are you telling yourself, wow, this is a new experience? And I'm not sure what it'll look like, but I'm going to try it because this is something I want for myself. Or are you telling yourself, man, I'm not even a good cook. They're all going to say horrible things about my food and throw tomatoes in my face. Like that's a gross exaggeration, but 
how you're speaking to yourself is when you can recognize when anxiety is a support to you or when it's time to just let the, something that my um, old therapist used to say, uh, she used to call them nerds. Uh, what did it stand for? Negative. Uh, it was some sort of acronym about uh, the negative thoughts that we had and she would call them nerds. So when the nerds are speaking up, um, recognize that as your self-conscious, uh, your subconscious just trying to protect you because you're doing something new <laughs> uh, and you can let it go if it's not being nice. I'm glad that the self-talk analogy is making it uh, more accessible. That's awesome. Ah, well, uh, is there anything else that anyone would like to share to feel complete on the subject of reimagining as a whole? Yes. Sometimes anxiety is just an indicator that you're expanding your comfort zone. Yes. Oh, I love the word expansion expanding your comfort zone because once it gets bigger it's just bigger and then you can just breathe there so you might after a few times of public speaking it becomes like clockwork because your body and your nervous system has just gotten used to it and you're like this is just my reality now so here cheers to doing more of these workshops and it'll just be my reality <laughs> uh and the nerves will just uh fall away but in the meantime, I'm really glad to be here because I know this is something that I want for myself and I know that I want to connect with you all more intentionally. Uh, and I'm really glad that you're here. So thank you. Thanks for the love, Claire. <laughs> uh, oh, everyone's sending love. Thanks, Elizabeth. <laughs> okay. Well, with that in mind, um, I am going to uh, charge you to revisit your how to reimagine, um, how to reimagine, wouldn't it be nice if journaling prompt? Um, but before we go, um, I want to just lift up to remind you that the mindfulness coaching program is open for applications now. Um, we walk through experiences like the one we did today in this eight-week mindfulness coaching program. And I'd love to work with you. Um, enrollment for the spring 2023 cohort is open and um, you can visit pagepolk.com slash coaching to apply. I will um, also open up that I started this mindfulness coaching program. Uh, I started it because I wasn't finding a coaching experience that really matched what I needed, that had the accountability, that had the mindfulness focus, that also was paying attention to purpose. Um, like why I wanted to create, whether that was with my work or uh, just like how I viewed my days. I wasn't really finding something that was holistic and also personable, um, personal and also had the accountability that I needed. Uh, I built it myself after um, in 2020. Um, I actually got laid off from a job that I considered to be my dream job. Uh, I had worked tirelessly for years in order to um, like consider myself to be worthy of a space like this. I was at a racial justice nonprofit. And then when I was let go, everything started to crumble. Like the way that I felt about myself, like also financially, logistically, because of some SAFU, I wasn't able to get unemployment. And I had to figure out what that logistically looked like for my life. And 
though it was challenging and it's still challenging because I'm still discovering the person that I am every day. Uh, I do know that that experience is something that I needed in order to recognize the truth that anything that I want from my life that is coming into my brain and my desires is coming because it's something that is important to me. And the first step to honoring what's important to me is for me to recognize that it's something that I need. And that's something that I want to help you guys with. That's why I'm doing this workshop today. That's why I have this program. It's why the Not Yet Community Healing Project exists. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Not Yet. The podcast is hosted by me, Paige Polk, and produced by Paige Polk International. The show art is made by Elizabeth Olgeen, and the music is by Elder. Don't forget to subscribe here. And if you want more of this love in your life, visit notyetseries.com to join the Not Yet Project and community.